Hello, you are listening to Something to Hold On To, episode number 27. I'm Carrie Pike, creator of Carrie Bears, and I'm excited to share with you today visiting with Lori Green, who she shares her story and her thoughts about losing her husband when he was on a Boy Scout trip with her son. And we are visiting today with Lori Green and I really don't know when I met you. It was before I got married, which is in 90. Anyway, I worked for, and I know, right? I worked for an insurance company, actually right out of high school. But when did, okay, we're going to talk about her story with her cute husband, David C. Green. That's how I know him as David C. Green, because that's how he signed everything. I think he even had a stamp. Probably, and I think he had a little sign on his desk that had... David C. Green. Yeah. Dave, I was Dave's, I guess, personal assistant. <laughs> not for not for when he first started working there. When did he start there? Do you remember what year? I don't. It must have been like, I don't know. We moved back from California in 87. 87. So sometime in there. Yeah. And I remember I was up front. I was working as a receptionist. And I remember him asking me if I knew this computer system, which I can't even remember what it was because it's no longer in existence. <laughs> but I said, no, but I could learn. And he said, okay, you're on. So then I became his personal assistant, which it was so great. I, um, I talked about this before we started, but I wrote a paper about him for school and I've written a little small little essay for a an organization, a grief organization about the empty office. Anyway, because I, it was really, really my first experience with grief. I had a grandparent die and that was a lot, but this was somebody I worked with every day. And so young. And so young. Yeah. A grandparent, you kind of expect that's going to happen at some point. Yeah. And it's a shock, but it's not quite as devastating as losing someone in their 30s. He was 39, right? Yeah. I'm just going to tell me about Dave because I have some things. But as his wife, you know him better than anyone. (laughs) He was just fun. He was. And always upbeat and positive. He had such a positive attitude. It was hardly ever a down day. He just could always find something to be cheerful about and make jokes about and <laughs> had a great sense of humor that he did he would walk in the office I'm sure we've talked about this but it's been a long time he would walk in the office and he was as big as life like he was a tall man six five yeah and broad-shouldered and, and took up space yeah he was he was a big tall man and he would walk in with his big span of arms and go, hey, how's your day? Or how about them jazz? He was all about the jazz. Yeah. And he was happy. He brought life. I don't know, to life. Yeah. He just enjoyed life. Didn't yeah. matter what he was doing or where he was or who he was with. He could find something to enjoy about it. I love that. It, it made a difference in our office because he was new to the office, like you said, you had just come from California. Didn't he have like a year severance or a year break or something where he was just home-ish? A few months. He oh. found a job before 
Well, he transferred back with Transamerica, and then mm-hmm. they closed the office here. Here. Oh yeah. And then he transitioned over. So. Yeah. I just remember he was a fresh start for the office. I felt like, and yeah. not like we were. I don't know negative people at all but it just he just was so positive that it was noticeable yeah and so happy so um I remember Dave you know he he was very aware of people a very aware at least I I think of everyone yeah he was very um he wouldn't say he was concerned he didn't ever go how you know but he, like I remember getting sick and a lot of it I think was stress induced <laughs> <laughs> And I remember him saying, you take the day off. You go home and you be sick and you just relax. I mean, like, he was very um, caring that Mm -hmm. way in a really nice way. His mom would say he had empathy for people. Yeah. And, yeah, he was a caretaker type and worried about people around him. Yeah. Yeah. He was. I loved that. I remember um, he was very concerned about me for to get married. <laughs> Can we talk about that here? Yes, and I think he had one of the nurses at the office have a chat with you. <laughs> I was so young and and you very naive. Very naive. And he just thought, oh, oh my gosh. She is in for it. Yeah. Or he is in for it. <laughs> <laughs> or something. Yeah. What a nice guy, though, because really, not anyone would do that. Not the average boss is going to worry about that. No. No. Not at all. Um... He, I remember another thing. I remember seeing your boat mm-hmm. out in the parking lot across from the office. We were on the second or third floor, and I'd look down, and your boat would be out there. And I'd be like, What are you, what are you gonna go boating? And I remember the two of you would just go boating. Is that right? <laughs> do I remember that right? We used to do that. And you would like sleep on the boat on mm-hmm. the water mm-hmm. and play games and eat and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Took our food and. You know, and in those days, you didn't take your cell phone everywhere with you. So you were really away, Ow. and he loved it. I mean, we had a boat before we had furniture. Just because. <laughs> it was something he always wanted. He didn't grow up with one, and I did. And yeah, he, um, he just always, that was a thing for him. Yeah. An escape. Yeah, an out with yeah. you. I love that you two would do that. I yeah. thought that was so cool. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, that's... So romantic. <laughs> you have to nurture your marriage. Right? Yeah. You do, and it's so good. Um, so you had four, you have four children, and Logan at the time that Dave died was 12? 14. 14? Mm-hmm. And yeah, then you had... 14 in April, and David died in June. So... So I still remember the last thing that he said to me. Yeah. He said, Carrie, I need you to take care of things. And he, he gave me all of his keys, which he normally would not have done. Yeah. He um he said, I want you, you know, he didn't say if something happens to me, because that's not what he was thinking at all, ever. But he just he kind of had things in place. I guess he kind of knew without knowing a little bit. We I've talked about that before. Where, he yeah. did that around the house, he did that with our finances he did he did that with everything at this time or or often I think he was just that type of person have everything but the last year or so he was very um 
concerned that I knew how to do everything around the house. Like, yeah. I should know how to program the sprinkler timers, and I should know how to do whatever. You know, things that he normally did, but he thought I should know how to do them, too. And Wow. I almost killed the lawn after he died. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were like, what did he say about the sprinkling or what? Crap. If I remember how to do this, it's going to be my job. And I don't want this to be my job. <laughs> I have enough going on and I can't deal with it. <laughs> I love so that. So I kind of went in one ear and out the other and then. But he tried, then right? my job. <laughs> yep. So Dave, um, after he gave me his keys, he um, went out on a Boy Scout trip with Logan. Yeah, and the rest of the troop and several adults. Yeah. Lots of people. And, all right, you tell the story. So they were in canoes, and they had they didn't have any... I mean, this is a long time ago, so they didn't yeah. have a satellite radio. They didn't have any of that. And they canoed across Yellowstone Lake and carried the canoes across the little thing <laughs> and then canoed across Lewis Lake and he just wasn't feeling very well and he told Logan he was going to go in the tent and lay down and someone else had the assignment to fix dinner Yeah, and it was going to be however long it was going to be 40 minutes or something so he went in to lay down and Logan went in to get him for dinner and he was just gone I so. remember I, in at least this is what I recall that Logan went in and came back out and said I can't wake up my dad yeah and was it Jerry or somebody there was another friend I don't know it's been a long time yeah there were other adult males yeah. in the group and our stake president mm-hmm. who was not the stake president well, was he the stake president then I can't remember maybe he was but anyway, he was in the group too. And they tried to do CPR and they tried to yeah. you know, revive him, but it he, just he was gone. He was gone. And Did I remember talking to Dr. Jepson about it, who, you know, worked at the office. Yeah. And he said it was an arrhythmia. He had just had a physical, he was fine. He just took out a life insurance policy. Yeah, an additional one. Like a month or two before. Um, yeah, I say. it was a little longer than that, but yeah. And, oh my gosh. Um, so it, he, he went, he passed the medical on that. It wasn't like oh there yeah. was any assign no, about there it. There's nothing wrong with him. And Taylor said, you know, that could have happened standing in the emergency room and he still would have gone. Mm. Cause you know, you kind of agonize over things about what being if? so far away and so remote and you know, could they have done anything? And yeah. So. That's comforting, I guess. It is. You know, I mean, I think I've had friends who've lost husbands to cancer and other Mm. illnesses and, you know, where mine was really sudden, Mm -hmm. it is a shock. I mean, I really don't remember very much for about six months of my life. I bet. (sighs) But, um... He loved where he was, and he loved being with Logan, and I wouldn't, you know, want to wish an illness on him, just so I could have that... More time. ...closure with him. Yeah. How... I don't know, maybe this is a little tender, but um, how did you find out? 
Well, so they had they wrapped him in a tarp, put him in the canoe, <laughs> and Logan's there. Logan I mean, this is, is his son. This is his dad. And in a different canoe, thankfully. Yeah. And they paddled back across Lewis Lake, and they had walkie-talkies, and they got a hold of someone in the park service, and mm. um, they eventually got him back to. Jackson Hole and so I didn't get the phone call until the next day and my neighbor across the street and Jerry called me and he said tell me what happened and I I mean Jerry was kind of a jokester and I thought oh yeah right you're you know, joking you're kidding oh put him on the phone you know I just mm. I that just didn't cross my mind as being my new reality well, he was so, 39. He was way yeah. young. And was healthy. healthy. I mean, he didn't have any illnesses. He wasn't overweight. He wasn't, Mm-mm. you know, pre-diabetic or, I mean, any of those things that you think of. And um, So, yeah, it was kind of a surprise. Huge. What a shock. So, Did you ever, I mean, I can't remember Logan. Like, has he talked about it? Like, how that affected him? He talks about it. I, um, you know, we did some counseling for a little bit. I was kind of worried because that's a really formative age. And, you know, I wasn't quite sure where that would go. Yeah. But he had a really good support system in our neighborhood and um, good friends and, you know, lots of support. I didn't, he didn't talk about it a lot although we with the family would talk about him all the time not so much about what happened in Wyoming but um, memories yeah and um, it wasn't like it was forbidden to bring him up good you know he was always there with you yeah that's so huge and you have three girls after that yeah Twins to boot. <laughs> yeah, and the youngest was seven, and she turned eight in August. And that was kind of our first, oh, crap, what are we going to do thing. Without dad. Yeah, because when you turn eight, you get baptized, and yeah, he wasn't there to do it. And yeah. So you have to figure something out, you know, and that's just kind of the first of lots of things like that that you have to come up with a different plan, plan. than what you if imagined it would be like. It's That's not it. <laughs> right. Because you've got graduations and weddings and college and yep. all those things are different than what you thought it was going to be. Because you thought he'd be right by you and mm-hmm. cheering all these kids on and, and he was sharing such those a good memories. Dad. Yeah. Yeah, that was so important to him. So he was a good dad. I could tell, like, we saw he just cared about, of course, his kids and about people. Yeah. I remember, um, I didn't know you super well (laughs) before because, I mean, we knew each other. I know. I would come by the office sometimes or we would go to lunch or do something, but. Yeah. But right after it happened, I want to say you came in the office like the day or two after. I don't remember for sure because it has been a while. I brought somebody the keys to his car. Oh, right. Because he had, he had a company, company car. car. 
Ah, I remember you and I sitting in the copy room. Mm -hmm. And you sat on the counter and we just talked for a minute. And I'm like, oh, this is so much. This is a lot. I remember when I first heard he was gone. It was such a shock. We weren't, there's no way. You know, I I think even on his voicemail, he said, I'm going to, I mean, on his company voicemail, I'm going up to Yellowstone, hope the bears don't get me or something (laughs) like that. And I remember telling you, oh my gosh, Carrie, you're going to have to change the voicemail. Because it, oh. Yeah. (laughs) And I remember, I won't say, but a lady in the office like really loudly crying is how Mm -hmm. I found out. And I was like, what is going on? And then we just had like a cloud settle in on all of us. And we were just so sad. Yeah. Because he was so full of life and so much a part of us. I mean, like I said, every day, eight to 10 hours a day with someone working, you know? Yeah. It was so heavy. And I remember I, I had written it down. I just read it, but I said, I don't know how I got home from work that day because I was so teary and blurry vision, you know? It was just a lot. Did you speak at his funeral? No. No, okay. I remember the songs that were sung. Yeah, my mom read a letter he wrote to Chelsea right before. That um, someone at church had asked for the dads to all write something to their daughters. And, um, wow. And Dr. Jepson spoke and a neighborhood friend who was somebody that we vacationed with and went boating with and his sister how did you do it I don't know I think (laughs) about it now and I look back on it and I think okay I had four kids oldest was 14 the youngest was seven and I remember thinking okay they have to get up and they have to eat and they have to go to school (laughs) right this is what they have so to I do. I have to at least do that. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I I tried not to think about the future. And people would say to me, oh, it's okay. You're going to be together again someday. And you're like, yeah, that's stupid. I don't... And I'm like, that is not very helpful. <laughs> don't ever say that to somebody in that situation because... Yeah. All I could see was, you know, that's down here, but I've got so much to get through between now and then that if I think about all of it at once, it's... It's overwhelming. I can't um, think about it. Mm-mm. So we got the funeral done, and by then <laughs> it's the Fourth of July is coming, and our family tradition: we went to Lake Powell with all the neighbors for the Fourth of July every year. Every year, and my kids were okay, so are we still going to go to Lake Powell? Are we still going to have jazz tickets? Are we going to get to live in our house? Oh, you know? there's, that's a, those are big questions. Yeah, and it was and important concerns. to them. Yeah. And I thought, okay, so David created these traditions with this family, and it's, I, I have to see it through. Yeah. And so we're standing there in the cemetery, and the weather had been kind of crappy, and cloudy and a little bit rainy the last few days and we were standing there and the sun came out and everything <laughs> smelled fresh and 
I thought, and my kids had been, you know, the neighbors had, a couple neighbors had taken the girls and Logan was somewhere and, you know, we hadn't all been together in the same space for, you know, any period of time. And so I was standing there and I said, okay, let's go. Let's go, go to Lake Powell. We're going to keep this going. And when we went back then, we would um, we would actually stay on our boat. So you have your little family. It's not like you're running around on the beach or in a houseboat. You're tight quarters. You're tight quarters. And, yeah. And I thought, I just need to get them close. Yeah. And let everybody talk. <laughs> and... That's so important. <laughs> so I got the boat ready and I hooked it up and I packed all the food and uh, it was really, really hard, but I had good friends who were helping me and we drove down and stood at the top of the boat ramp and just totally had a meltdown. You did? I did. And my cute neighbor <laughs> next door behind us and he just gave me a hug and he said we're gonna make this work and I said well what am I gonna do I don't have anybody old enough to drive so someone has to be in the boat and someone has to be in the car and park the car and how am I gonna even launch my boat what am I doing why did I do this (laughs) and he says we'll get it we'll we'll get it Mm. and they did and we survived the weekend, and everybody managed to feel a little bit normal. And I think from that point forward, my kids knew that whatever it was, we we could do it. If we could do that, we could do anything. <laughs> yeah. Because that, I mean, that was a big thing. If you think about being a single mom and hauling a big old boat for eight hours or whatever. <laughs> And you're not doing it with anybody, so you're preparing all the food, and you're driving the boat, and you're towing the thing, and you're, you know, where before that, you would do what you did, and he would do what he did, and you worked together as a team, and, you know, when you would try to do it all by yourself, it was, I mean, I was exhausted. But I think the fact that we did that, I think my kids knew that we could do anything. Wow. Wow. So that was just everybody's attitude after that. We can do it. We can go to Lake Powell. We can. We can do anything. Yeah. That's so big. It is big. And then I had people after that say, "You really think that was appropriate thing to do?" Oh, are you serious right oh, now? Yeah. What? Serious. Yeah. And did you say yes? I do. I said, you know what? It is. It was for us. So. I find it so interesting that other people who have no clue, or maybe they have had a loss, I don't know, but I can't imagine, would even go there, would yeah. even pretend to judge you or whatever it was that they were trying to do or, or think that you weren't, I don't know. I wasn't grieving appropriately. I guess, so I don't know. what's appropriate for me is maybe not what's appropriate for you. And, and that's you know, okay. But, but people are very judgmental, and that was yeah. really the hardest thing. Was um, 
I don't like feeling that. independent <laughs> enough that I could do what I needed to do anyway, regardless of what people thought of me. And I think that's why my kids did so well. Yeah. I love that. So. Did you say anything to that person or to whoever? Or did you just... I just said, you know, it was, I, it was what we needed to do at the time. And yeah, I feel fine about it. Thanks for asking. Good for you. And I didn't hear about it again after that. But I mean, we lived in a neighborhood of a new neighborhood, young families. No one had ever died. Yeah. And I don't think people really knew what to do. Yeah. I mean, bring you dinner? You can only eat so much, right? <laughs> I really couldn't eat. I lost some weight, and I yeah. think there was, you know, times I lived on Pop-Tarts because that was the only thing I could... <laughs> Stomach? Keep down. Yeah. Wow. I mean, stress affects your body. It's so your connected. Health. It is, and I, I didn't realize it at the time, but I look back on it, and I think, oh my gosh, I had appendicitis, and I had a couple other things happen. And you did at that time? Yeah. What? The following Memorial Day weekend, we were at Lake Powell and I had appendicitis and ended up in the hospital. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I do not remember this. Yeah. I bet your kids are like, ah, mom. Yeah. So I left one kid over here on one boat and one kid over there on another boat <gasps> and I drove home. And, um. <gasps> you drove home after having surgery? No, I hadn't. I didn't have oh, the surgery. You oh just... no, the surgeon came in to see me, and he was about eighty-five years old. <laughs> <laughs> Paige, Arizona, whatever, almost thirty years ago. They didn't have anything. They, they had a clinic. What? Pretty much. So I just thought, okay, I'm not doing this. You're not cutting me open. Thank no. you. So. But it, appendicitis is kind of serious if yeah. you don't get it done. And it had ruptured, and what? I was just in a lot of pain. But I. What else was I going to do? I know. So. So you got back home and then had surgery? Mm -hmm. And that's a really weird feeling to know that you're in the hospital having surgery by yourself. Yeah. There's no one here for me. I don't like that either. And I, that was a real eye opener. Okay, I'm really alone. Yeah. So. I mean, you have family, your mom, your dad, whatever. No, has your dad been gone for a while? No, he was still alive, but they're in St. George. and Yeah, farther away. They couldn't just... Yeah, and all my friends were at Lake Powell. Oh, my gosh. With your kids. <laughs> With my kids. I left all my food and, you know, all the <laughs> stuff we had prepared. So did you drive home with anyone? I drove home with a girlfriend because then got on a plane and flew back to Paige because her family was, was all there. down there. Yeah. But someone came home with you. I mean, because mm -hmm. you could have had been a really big pain in your driving. Yeah, it was not a good It was not a good plan. <laughs> but, but what are you going to do? Yeah, so you do things that you think you can't do, but you can. But you can do them. Yeah. Wow. Okay, and then you proceeded to raise these amazing children. And they're awesome. They are. And they love each other. And they enjoy each other other's company and I mean every year they plan a vacation and I just leave it to them okay you just tell me where to be and when and it's important to them to do it and I you know not all kids are like that no and not all families mm -mm. and not all families with a loss I think because sometimes yeah. that disrupts I mean drive it, you apart mm -hmm. but it, I think it made my kids closer yeah, that bond. And it made them very 
empathetic to other people's um, hardships, which they're very caring yeah. group of kids. They so. are. I love them. I, um, yeah, I've run into them, well, a couple times over the years. I mean, it's been a really long time. I know. Like 30, how, how long has he been gone? 32, 34 years? A long time. Over 30 years. <laughs> no, it can't have been 30. No. 28. 28. Because I was married 30 years ago, and so. Yeah. <laughs> and he did come. <laughs> he was there. Yes, he, was. he didn't just prep <laughs> me for it, but he came. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, yeah, that's a long time. 28 years-ish. Yeah. Yeah, he's been gone longer than he was... And we were married, which is yeah. really weird. You know, my kids have been without him more than they were with him. And yeah. And now that my kids are starting to get to the age he was when he died, it's been really weird and kind of eye-opening for them because, you know, they'll think, oh, my gosh, I'm 39. And, and I look at him and I think, oh, my gosh, you're so young. Yeah. And life can change in an instant. And it's just, it was, it was weird, I think, for Logan when he hit that age. He was happy to turn 40 and not be 39 anymore. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it's like, I got to get over where my dad, uh-huh. you know, died. And Spencer's was, too. Yeah. Nephew. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was working. He was working at the office. Yeah. That's right. At the time, it was his first job out of college. Oh, my. So. That's yeah, that would be huge to to know that you outlived the year that your dad passed. Yeah. And he has a fun little family. And... Yeah, he's got two boys and they're crazy and <laughs> I tell him he deserves it. And... <laughs> <laughs> we get to do that as moms, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, and the girls are all good. And... The girls are all good. Everybody's married and has kids and um they're really good parents. Yeah. And they're really involved with their kids, which is great. And uh, Dave was yeah. how you are. It's important to them and and I love that. Yeah. It's yeah, I'm about to embark on that a little bit, but I can imagine seeing your kids be parents mm-hmm. is a is a really big reward and, you know, I don't know. It's a, a good thing in the cycle of life, I guess. <laughs> And I look back and I think, oh, there's things I could have done better. And then I think mm. we were lucky to do as well as we did. Yeah. And, you know, I I was able to keep our life somewhat what it would have been anyway. Yeah. And maybe how he would have liked it to be. He did an amazing job. Well, you're a thanks. good, good mom. And I, I watched that because I've known you since then. <laughs> Lunches at least a couple times a year. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, both of you should be so proud. But you really went above and beyond as a mom with that huge hole. <laughs> yeah. You know, it just seems like, I, I don't know. And I know it's hard to imagine stepping into anyone else's shoes, even a similar loss, because it's a different dynamic all the way around. But I can't imagine, I can't imagine being and doing all that you have done and 
Well, and it's weird because you lose a spouse, and especially a husband, and your social life it changes, and mm. you know you're not a couple anymore, and you can't hang out doing the same things with your friends that you did, and you know you lose your livelihood, and you lose, mm-hmm. you know your companionship, and I mean it really. Life is never the same. Mm. But I think, you know, there's good things that have come out of it. And, you know, it's easier now to look back on it and find the blessings. Yeah. What would you say is the biggest one? It wasn't so easy at the time. (laughs) Because, yeah, it's so huge. and Yeah. So what would you say is one of your biggest ahas or blessings that you look back on? My kids are... Um, independent not afraid to take anything on they're confident Mm. Um, my girls are strong women and are not afraid to you know to, um, to, to, to try things to do things and and really um close as a family I think that's really a blessing and you know that problem might have been the same anyway I'm guessing it would have been but you know I don't have that relationship with my siblings Mm -hmm. and I'm glad that they do and how just how strong your girls are you were saying and okay say yeah so you didn't let them get away with no we never used that for an excuse at our house oh I can't do that because my dad's gone that 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 was not acceptable because especially after going to like pal after the funeral i think okay so if we can do that you can you can get out there and do what you need to do that's not there's no excuses there's not that's not an option on the table no you just gotta go you still have to you know go to school and you still have to have good grades and you still have to go to college and you still have to you know there's there's no uh there's no excuses no withdrawals from Life. No. <laughs> um, no. I was going to ask you, do you do you have a thought or an occasion where you ever really felt Dave around, or did you? You know, I think in those first few months, I, as I was having to do things on my own, and you know, it was interesting. We were able to, you know, find all the papers that I needed to find, and we were, mm. you know. And the dump sprinkler timer, and I could hear him in the back of my head saying, "I told you so." I told you to do this. <laughs> and you know, there were times driving in the car when I was by myself, and I just, you know, I could kind of feel his support mm-hmm. and his advice mm-hmm. when one of the kids would be having whatever issue it was, you know. Yeah. That was always just a very calming feeling. I didn't dream about him a lot. Mm-hmm. And I um, I mean, for a long time after he died, I didn't remember my dreams at all. Really? Of anything. And I thought, okay, well, that's my psyche protecting myself yeah. or something. Totally. You know, which we probably do. Yeah. And um, 
there's been times since then that I've had people that I know that have lost someone dear and you know I've been able to maybe help in whatever way and mm-hmm. you know I wouldn't have had that knowledge had had I not been through it and I think I think Heavenly Father puts people in our lives that um, uh, you know for a purpose I went back to work after he died and one of the girls I worked with was my age and her husband died when he was in his late 20s of cancer and she had four little kids wow and he had been gone for a couple years when I met her and I thought oh my gosh she's doing okay (laughs) she's still alive and well hasn't killed her off and you know it gave me confidence that you know if she can do it I can do it too and so I think sometimes people are put in our lives for a purpose and you know we would go out to dinner together or we'd you know get hit on or whatever (laughs) (laughs) oh are you seeing you divorced no we're widows yeah did that shut people down or yeah yeah. it was kind of a shock oh yeah sure you are oh yeah we are actually (laughs) we're so young and we've had to deal with this yeah thank you (laughs) and between us we have eight kids (laughs) So you probably don't want to talk to us. <laughs> oh, yeah. But. That, yeah. I am sure. I mean, I felt my dad occasionally more, sometimes more, um, I don't know, more than others. And I'm sure that Dave's around, you know? I think it depends what's happening. Yeah. You know, I I think... When my kids got married, I thought, oh my gosh, he's here. Yeah, you felt it. Mm-hmm. I think they can. I think they are. And I was sad that he missed that. Physically here, yeah. Yeah. Especially, well, any of them. <laughs> yeah. And I was sad for my kids. Yeah. That he wasn't there. Yeah. But, you know, you get through that too. Yeah. And what are you going to do? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still if we could change it, we would. A wonderful occasion. And, you know, yeah. by then I had gotten remarried and there was a stepdad. And, you know, so there's somebody there, not your dad, but um, he was still really amazing with my kids. And yeah. I really appreciated that. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Wow. Thank you. (laughs) I know sometimes I sit down with people. I'm like, I don't really know what we're going to say, but we're going to say what's supposed to be said. (laughs) Or you are. You're sharing your heart. And I'm just grateful because I think, like you said, when you can connect and when you have people that have maybe had a similar circumstance, it, it feels good to know that, you're okay they're okay and not all the time but you know you get through it or you continue forward you don't ever get over it no I don't think you get over it I think those things get um they get less you feel less anguish Mm. but um that loss is still there yeah and um and we think about him and miss him and 
Yeah. But life is still good, and I've been blessed, and so have my kids, and we're happy, and mm. so you can come out on the other side and, you know, and still choose to be happy. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> If you or someone you know is grieving and would find comfort in having something to hold on to that's tangible and a part of their loved one's journey, please visit our website, carriebears.com. My book, Something to Hold On To, is also available on my website. These stories of different people in their grief have helped so many find hope. This book also includes a chapter on the making and delivering of the September 11th 2001, the 9-11 carry bears to the FDNY, NYPD, and Port Authority families in New York City. This is Carrie Pike, creator of Carrie Bears, wishing you love and laughter, hope, and healing.